So Jean, one of the things that we've talked about is the idea of thwarted intentions as a reason that people get upset. So can you kind of explain thwarted intentions? Um, I feel like intentions are kind of like uh, purpose maybe. Mm -hmm. So you can liken it to purpose. Like when you go to work, it is your intention to do a certain amount of things, you know, like this is on your list and this is on your list and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, and then where reporting comes in is, so you intended to get this report done by 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And what happened was your phone rang constantly for an hour. Mm -hmm. So you're troubleshooting other things for an hour it's 10 o'clock. There's no way you're going to get that report done by 11. Mm -hmm. So that intention was thwarted by circumstance or whatever. Yeah. Um, the frustration comes from that was your intention. And it's like a plan. Mm -hmm. Like I said, a plan or a purpose yeah. for yourself. And so it can be either frustrating or depending on whatever interrupts it. It can cause a significant amount of anger yeah. and upset. Yeah. Um, so understanding that okay, this was my intention, and this what this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Then you can allow yourself and others grace, and not send yourself into that anger and frustration mm -hmm. over something that was important to you as far as your intention was concerned, but in the overall scheme of is it worth my health to be frustrated about this? Is it worth being angry all day? You know, is it worth that? Yeah. Like, so you have to stop yourself and think about, okay, let me back up, let me back up. Where is the frustration coming from? Mm -hmm. Okay, this was my intention and it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. How important was that intention? Right. Is it something that you can get done later or, mm -hmm. you know, can you request uh, a furtherance of, you know, because obviously if you're doing a report, you're doing a report for a reason. Yeah. You know, so allowing yourself some space, mm -hmm. yourself and others... Um, cuts out a lot of arguments and anger and stress. Yeah. And, you know, it just... Mm -hmm. All these things that energetically affect your body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think about it in terms of... Um, <laughs> unloading the dishwasher. <laughs> because, um, you know, just like in, in, in a personal experience that... Um, I, I have my kitchen set up the way I like it. I have places for things, but I don't necessarily have like a, a schematic or a layout that says the, you know, the stainless steel bowls go in this area and the spoons and the knives go in these slots and the, the scissors go in this drawer and the, you know, I don't have all that laid out. And I expect that everybody will pay attention to where everything is, remember it, and then put it back where it belongs. Mm -hmm. So then I'll ask someone to unload the dishwasher and they will unload it in the best way that they know how because I don't think they've necessarily paid attention to the location of all of my items. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> right. And then I come in and I'm like, where the heck is this? Who didn't, you put that in the wrong spot. And, and they'll be frustrated because they didn't know. 
the stainless steel bowl goes there, bowls go there and glass bowls go there and the measuring cups go there and this and, and what it ends up creating and this was an unintended consequence of that was they get frustrated because their intention was to be nice and help me to unload the dishwasher because they knew that I was busy or had kind of a wild and crazy day. Their intention was to do something nice. I yelled at them because the stainless steel bowls weren't put in the right spot. And therefore, they're like, well, see if I do anything nice again. Right. Because I wanted to do something nice. She yelled at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Right. And so their intention was thwarted. Yes. And I think we create those situations um, unintentionally. Right. You know, so we end up, I, what I created was a situation where I was doing all of the kitchen work, all the cleaning, mm -hmm. which was super frustrating because I have four people creating mess and only one person trying to clean it up in the midst of everything else that I do. When I finally realized that part of the problem, and it really took one of my boys to be like, well, mom, you yell at us every time you put stuff in the wrong spot. So what are we supposed to do? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's on me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I did a little bit of like, hey guys, will you put this, this, and this, but what I, what I figured out is that if it's in the left-hand drawer instead of the right-hand drawer, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's not worth getting upset about. It might be a training opportunity. I might need to pull somebody aside and be like, okay, can you please, mm -hmm. in the future, put, you know, the mixer cups in the pantry instead of in the whatever, whatever. Right. And then we're good to go. So it's uh, it's those little things. Mm -hmm. You know, my husband used to, he used to bring me flowers. And then I went on this sustainability um, path. And I found out how hard, you know, cut flowers, they get cut in Argentina. And they get shipped on a boat. And then they're trucked here. And that's all not good for the environment. So I don't want cut flowers anymore. And he brings them home because he wanted to show me love and affection. And I get cut flowers. And I was mad. <laughs> I was mad because he had now like contributed to all of this environmental degradation uh -huh. and he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just bringing you flowers. Right. Like I'm just trying to show you love and affection, right. not worried about the environmental impacts of, you know, cut flowers versus whatever, getting them locally, this, any other thing. So it really is about, um, you know, my expectation, his expectation. Mm -hmm. And he didn't bring me flowers for a long time. <laughs> I wouldn't either. No, because I yelled at Big him. Old meanie. He's, I yelled at him, and he's like, "Why are you yelling at me? I just tried to do a nice thing." Right. So, um, it's yeah, it's it's clearly those pieces of it that we do unintentionally because of whatever's going on in our heads or decisions we've made, right? Um, or things we decide are important. To your point, that yeah. may or may not really be that important. Yeah, and and also, you know, speaking of husbands and. Uh, children, I think we kind of cut off our noses to spite our faces sometimes with them, mm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and it's not, it's not conscious. Yeah. So that's where we need to stop and think about what we're getting riled up about. <laughs> yes. You know, because we train them to not do things like you said, mm -hmm. you know, they were trying to be nice and unload the dishwasher and you got mad that things were in the wrong place. Well, their intention was to help and your intention is to have things in the right place. But, you know, you're training them not to help. 
Right. By yelling. <laughs> right. So, you know. Yep. And, and I know <clears throat> we think about things completely differently than the male species. Yeah. Um, it, it's just what's so. Mm-hmm. And so, ladies, I would suggest that we be nicer to them a little bit. <laughs> you know? Like, really think, okay, he brought me flowers. That is so sweet. Just say thank you. Yeah. He wants to gift you with something. Thank you, honey. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, in the future, maybe we can do this as an expression of our love for each other. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whatever, you know, environment mentally sound thing. Plant a tree instead of cut down flowers or something. Or, you know, bring <laughs> me a plant that I can plant on the yard, like herbs yeah. or, sure. you know, something useful, yeah. <laughs> sustainable. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, but even if, even in instances where it's not necessarily, where it's what I would consider frivolous. Mm-hmm. You know, like a pair of absolutely beautiful gold sh- chandelier earrings. Mm-hmm. That this wonderful man wanted to buy for me, and I would not allow him to do that. What was I thinking? <laughs> right. <laughs> buy me the earrings. You know, it's like, but the thing is, is that, you know, with guys, if they can't win with us, mm-hmm. then they don't want to be with us. Yeah. If they feel like they can't win, they'll stop playing the game. They will, and they will disappear. Yeah. And. In your mind, you are saving them a lot of money or, you know, you don't feel like that is something that you need necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's a want item. You would love them. They're beautiful, but you don't really need it. So you say, oh, no, 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 no. Right. But you don't realize that if that is the way they show love mm-hmm. and, and that is their expression of love is giving you things, then you've just cut off half of their love yeah and expression yeah so be careful yeah I think two important tools that I've found are um, super helpful is um, love languages mm-hmm. so we took the quiz online I had all of us take the quiz online to understand our love languages mm-hmm. and um, my love language is primarily words of affirmation um, my husband's is primarily acts of service mm. So, as an example, if he would ask someone to do something for him and they wouldn't do it, he saw it as a personal affront. Mm. Because to him, them not doing it was, you know, going against him or they didn't do it because they don't like him or they didn't do it just to spite him. Mm-hmm. Um, when in fact, they may have had another reason completely altogether. But because acts of service are so important to him, little things like not taking out the trash Mm -hmm. or not handling the recycling or not cleaning up dog poop or whatever it is, when he's asked for that to be done, he sees that as, uh, you just did that to spite me, when it may have been something totally different. Mm -hmm. Those things are important to him. Whereas, um, like, for one of my sons, the um, gifts is, is his love language. So we tend to give him little gifts here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, another son acts of service, so we do things for him and with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's super powerful. We also have decision drivers. Um, so the decision drivers, gets a, it's a little more in-depth, but decision drivers are based on um, safety or value mm-hmm. or um, uh, one is... Um, 
like um, uh, affirmation or achievement mm -hmm. um, where someone will make a decision based on what is most important to them. So as an example, the safety one. Someone who values safety and security will probably not make a decision to go bungee jumping. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Somebody who has a values-based will take a look at the bungee jumping and they'll determine whether or not they have the time for it, whether or not the funding is in the budget for it, and whether or not they will, they will get enough fun and value out of it for them to spend the money on it. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then you have your adventure seekers who are like, we're going bungee jumping. I'm just doing this thing. <laughs> because they're experience-based. And so uh -huh. they want to experience life. Uh -huh. And that's a way to negotiate communication with people is to know what their decision factors are. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can, um, the one analogy I heard was a husband and wife who she values the experience. He, he's a values guy. Mm -hmm. And so um, like if it's a Friday night and they've been working all week and he wants to come home because for him, his value is I'm tired and I've spent my money all week long going to work or doing this and the other thing. I just want to sit on the couch and snuggle. Mm -hmm. She's She wants an experience. She wants to go out and listen to this new band that's coming into town or whatever. So they have to negotiate that between the two of them knowing the values. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes as we get to know each other in relationships, we, we naturally start to move into that. But other times we position based on it. And, and it's really hard for us to communicate when we've taken positions. Mm -hmm. So if someone is expecting, you know, like my, one of my favorite um, singers is Chris Stapleton. Mm -hmm. We were in Grand Rapids. I saw a billboard. Chris Stapleton's coming to town. I'm super excited. I want to do this. I love his music, whatever. We popped onto the website and I bought the tickets. Like I'm super experience-based. Now I got the values, think of it. I will get the budgeting and whatever, mm -hmm. but I'm very experience-based. I would love to go um, travel Europe and experience as much of that as possible. Mm -hmm. My yeah. husband, on the other hand, is like, um, that's going to cost us a whole lot and <laughs> I have work to do and I need to be home in my bed. So we have to balance that. Like he's willing to go for X number of days and do this, but then we have to come home and be at home um so that is another like if my intention is to have more experiences his intention is to have more home time um if i push the experiences too hard he gets frustrated because mm -hmm. he doesn't get his home time so i have to balance between the two so that neither one of us is super frustrated mm -hmm. um i would rather have a trip to disney world than a diamond ring and so we've had to negotiate those kinds of conversations mm -hmm. um, because if his intention was to honor me through a diamond ring and I'm thinking, I don't want you to spend X thousands of dollars on a diamond ring. I'd rather we go to Disney World. Then um, he still can honor us by giving, gifting us something mm -hmm. and then we can ex have the experience that I like. And in his case, we got two free tickets. We were given a couple of free hotel room nights and some food. So it was a value too. Like we saved a bunch of money. We went in February. It's less expensive to go there. There are no lines. So we achieved all of that by doing Disney World in February. And it worked out good. And everybody was happy. So, um, you know, the, the intentions we have for other people, I think it's important to communicate those intentions and be careful about be careful about knowing or trying to identify the intentions of the other person. Mm -hmm.
Ask. 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 You can't necessarily get in trouble for asking. All right. Now, what if you have someone in your environment who seems intent on creating problems? That's that's a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would probably turn to like what is what is the commitment behind that intention? Yeah. You know. So there's there's the link between commitments, expectations, and intentions. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that commitment drives intention. Yeah. And expectation. Right. It drives you and it drives you what you expect from other people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm committed, like, okay, so you were saying you're committed to environmentally sound practices. Mm-hmm. So that's a commitment. Mm-hmm. So your intention is not to cause extraneous environmental impact. Yeah. So then you expect the people around you because they know you, mm-hmm. quote, know you, right? that they would also have that commitment. Mm-hmm. But if you have not voiced that commitment so that they understand your intentions, mm-hmm. then you can't expect them to honor it. Right. You cannot expect them to honor that commitment. Yeah, to that point, I've seen like recycling is really important to me, and we've always recycled. Mm-hmm. To the point where it became kind of an onerous task to recycle, but I was so committed to it that I'm like, we've got to keep doing this. Our earth needs us to do this. Mm -hmm. Where I've had conversations with others about, are you recycling? People in my family. And they're like, no, um, where we're living doesn't offer a recycling program, so we don't do it. Well, there's almost always a recycling program available in your area. It simply requires you to do the extra effort Mm -hmm. to pull it together and drive it somewhere. But their commitment to recycling isn't mine. Right. Yeah. So it's different there. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the other two things we've talked about with upset too might lead someone to purposely thwart intentions. Like, if they're not feeling heard, mm-hmm. they might take the thing that's important to you and go against it to get your attention. Hmm. Or, it, or the unmet expectations. They expected you to do something. You didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm going to create trouble in your world so you pay attention to me so I can tell you what my expectations are. It's the unhealthy way to do things. Right. And sometimes it's unreasonable yeah. to expect someone to do something that you say just because you said it. Right. You know, uh, that comes into play with employee relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, one employee thinks they're a little bit higher than everybody else. Yeah. So then they feel like they can order everyone around and that everyone should do whatever it is that they say. Right. Well, that's not necessarily the case. And what they're requesting isn't always reasonable. Yeah. So, dealing with that requires a level of diplomacy. Yeah. And thought. Um, An observation. Yes. What is it really driving that person? Yes. And even when you know it, sometimes you react anyway. Sure. Because you're frustrated. (laughs) We're human. (laughs) We're human. You know, just because you're consciously... 
stopping yourself in general from mm -hmm. doing things, sometimes you just react because you're over it. Yep. So. Well, I also, I also question when we have those experiences, what is the lesson in it? Yes. If it keeps coming up, apparently I haven't learned that lesson yet. Yes. <laughs> I still need to learn more. Right? Like so I'm just, the universe is just going to send it to me again uh -huh. and again. Yeah, you keep seeing it, it, right? <laughs> um, and the fact that since we create so much of what we actually experience, uh -huh. what have we created that caused that whirlwind? And how can we then, going back to the weeds and fruit discussion, right. I've now created weeds. How can I create fruit? Right. How can I shift it? Sometimes it's through silence. Sometimes it's through shifting what we say, mm -hmm. the words we use. And sometimes it's through changing actions. Sometimes you need to separate from that situation for a period of time and then come back in with a fresh perspective. Right. Because what do they say? What you resist persists. Exactly. Very true. Yeah. Yep. And I am, I, I'm a firm believer that we create our own reality. So if you have created it, it's because you have something to learn and something to heal. Hmm. It takes things a, to think about and learn. Well, <laughs> it's true. And it's like, oh, I'll be doing that till the day I die. Learning new stuff. Um, but again, we have to take responsibility for our role. Yes. That's all, that, I would say that that is the key to everything. Yeah. You know, taking responsibility for your level of the, of instigating the issue. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes that's hard, but it is. In general, it serves you to be responsible for yourself yeah, and your reaction. Absolutely. Yep. It all tied back to that, doesn't it? Well, good. Cool. I sure hope you're enjoying the, the conversations that Jean and I are having as much as we enjoy having them. We want to send peace, joy, and love. And for you to release anger and frustration and to live an amazing life. Time is precious. You do not want to wait years to figure this out. You want to build loving, supportive, amazing relationships to foster harmony, confidence, and self-worth in yourself and in your children, to know and harness your own power, to build a life that you love and adore and that you enjoy hopping out of bed to do every single day. Keep an eye out for the upcoming You Transformed workshop. We'll be launching that very soon. If you would like to know when we launch it, just be one of the very first people to take advantage of this amazing workshop. Hop on to Instagram or Facebook and find us at Defy Gravity or defygravityschool.thinkific.com is another place to go and give us your email and we will be happy to email you when the program is launched. And I'm sure there's going to be some amazing bonuses and extras for the first people that come on to the You Transformed workshop. So we look forward to hearing from you and we look forward to hearing your amazing transformations as you complete the You Transformed workshop from Defy Gravity. Thank you for tuning in for the Defy Gravity podcast. 
We are thrilled to have you as part of our family. We're going to ask you to follow this podcast, to share it with your friends and family. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all the places. Come see us in person. We'll be doing masterminds and classes and online courses, bringing you education, empowerment, and freedom so you can spread your wings and defy gravity.